Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. On ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois, baby. Sign up today and you users get 100 bucks in bonus bets with any sports book bet. We say good morning to Shea W. North. Good morning, boys, on a Super Bowl Monday. The Kansas City Chiefs have done it again. How are we feeling? Feeling good. Awesome. Loved it. Won some money. Yeah, loved it. I learned a lot about the Super Bowl coverage. Snapchat's still a thing, huh? Oh, Snapchat's huge. No, I'm just saying, like, to, to have a Super Bowl commercial, that surprised me. Did you see that? I mean, it was quick. But quick. Snapchat.com had his, I was like, wow, okay. A 30-second spot, $7 million. They're losing subscribers, so that's why they had to advertise. Pretty good. Cap, you should have got, uh, got the Cap and Jay Hood show a spot. You, you got the money. Oh, yeah. You should have gotten us a 30-second spot. Catch us on the ESPN Chicago app. It would have been great. Can you that imagine? That would have been amazing. You got the money. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, I, I, I love that spot. Could you imagine Captain Jay Hood? He loves us, Captain Jay Hood. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, could you imagine? Captain Jay Hood brought to you by Jesus. I think that'd be great. I'd be me washing your feet. <laughs> and, then, oh and, and, then, and then, you know... Absolutely. And a nice spot. Cap and Jay Hood. And you got like good karma brands on the. Oh my God. What if we great. just said, Caleb is coming? Take that. Cap and Jay me? Hood. Mm. He's mm. what? Mm. It's like the Michael Sarah commercial. <laughs> Let my cream hydrate you. He will be. <laughs> absurd. He will be arriving soon. Caleb Williams. Cap and Jay Hood. Mornings. ESPO 1000. Chicago. Take that. Caleb is coming. All of those Justin Fields stands out there. They're like, oh, God. Now we got 73 more days of listening about Caleb. You're damn right. I'm going to feed it to you. Shove it down your throat. Okay. (laughs) We we should maybe get to share. Can we we do our show now? Let's go. Okay, let's do our show. Let's go. All right. We're we're talking about one isolated guy on Twitter. That's the whole show. No, no, no. The whole world. Don't take the cheese. All of them are out there. You, you like dairy? Because you, like you take the Trade cheese the a lot. Pick. Trade the pick. F off. All right, well, here you go. This will work for you, Kaplan. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl last night with Patrick Mahomes. He gets us. Becoming, Hood. becoming ah. the first Super Bowl uh, repeat winners since Tom Brady and the Patriots in 03 and 04. Chiefs pulled this off in a season where the offense was maligned all year. They didn't have the weapons, the wide receivers stunk, drop passes, all of that. The roster just not good enough, people said, including myself. Shot or no shot. Last night proved drafting a quarterback more important than quote-unquote building a team. Look, That's you've got to have the quarterback. That's a shit to win it all. What? You've got to build your roster. Yes, you got to have good players. The Bears roster is markedly better, and they got a lot of avenues to get better this year. 70 plus million in cap space, the number nine pick. But you got to have the quarterback if you aspire to win. Period. That's a shot. Everything is about the quarterback getting that right first. Exactly. And, and you and I came up from an era in which it's the line. The line and the running back. You can throw anybody back there. Just have someone to make sure they don't 
turn the ball over, hand the ball off to the running back. Our era is, as we grew up, get the line right. Make sure your defense is stout because all the NFL films, go back to the old NFL films. It was about strong defenses in the 60s and 70s and yes. 80s. Make sure your defense is strong and your offensive line is holding up for the running back so it can get three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what the old NFL is. But no, you need a great defense. The Bears' defense is on its way to being very, very good. You do need an old line. But stop with the, we got to trade it and get Marvin Harrison, and then we got to. No, I don't see any of those on the Chiefs. I don't. You, uh, Shay is right. Well, she, well, Shay's asking the question, but, but ultimately, you got to get the quarterback right. You could build on, if you had the quarterback right, you could build on it for a decade if it's right. Correct. It starts there because things have changed in the NFL, Cap. Get me a quarterback. Shay? And just think about the team on the other side, too. San Francisco had seven all-pro players. Seven. That's building the team. What did they not have? The quarterback. Uh, Andy Reid, now a three-time Super Bowl champion after winning his third in five years last night. He's elevated himself into the conversation of all-time great, if not being number one on that list. And he confirmed last night... He will be back next year to chase a three-peat with the Chiefs, despite rumors he would retire with a win. Love it. Shot or no shot, if you were Andy Reid, you would retire. No shot. For what reason would you retire? You have a great staff around you. You have a great team around you. you got an owner that pays you gobs of money. You're happy, he said. I love what I do every single day. For what reason? So you can hit the five guys every afternoon? Stop. And you, can, and you can still do that, by the way. Correct. <laughs> and, and be the head coach, hit the five guys yeah, every no. day. Well, no way I'd retire. You know, this is not a – so it's a no shot. I would not retire. But the, the other thing is – and I understand the question because the question is, would you like to leave on top? I totally understand that. That good feeling of, man, we won the Super Bowl three years out of five. You know what? I think it's time to leave. I'm going to leave out on top. There is a philosophy to that. But, you know, Andy Reid, it's not like one of these things, Cap, that he's chasing ghosts. It's not like, well, I, I got to get to where Belichick is or I got to get to where Chuck Knoll is with his 4-0 record, um, most wins by head coach. It's not even about that. It's just about his enjoyment around people that he likes to work with. That's Nagy. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's Travis Kelsey. He just likes to go to work every day. He does. I get it. I heard him talking. He said, I love my staff. We, everybody gets along. We've got this great thing going. He said, my owner's the greatest. Let's go. There's been some darkness in his family and his life. And if this brings him joy at the age of 60, let him continue to have his joy. Football is his joy. Agreed. Tumultuous around his family, as we well know, well documented. That's going on in his life, Cap. So at 60, if this brings him the most joy, keep coaching. Just, just don't give it to, to – he's going to keep coaching so that way Nagy can go and get himself another head coaching job. He doesn't have to hand the torch over to him. Right. He's six, 65. He'll be 66 March 19th. He's been married to his wife since 1981. He's just a happy guy coaching football, man, and eating a cheeseburger. Oh, he's 60. You say 66? You say He'll it? be 66 in, on March 19th. Okay. Okay. All right, Jay. All right, early in the game, both defenses were extremely hyped up. Tony Romo kept talking about that first quarter, the Niners' defense flying around the field. They were also flying onto the field. Dre Greenlaw sprinting onto the field after a punt tore his Achilles. Shot or no shot, this is the unluckiest injury you've ever seen. Yeah, that's a shot. I mean, 
Okay, so Cap, let's go through the archives of injuries that we've seen you know, on television or in person. Okay, so that injury is a freak injury. That's, the, that's really the embodiment of a freak injury. Yeah, horrible. So what about Dave Dravecki? You remember that, right? That was Wrigley Field? I don't know if it was at Wrigley. I don't think it was at Wrigley. You remember him throwing a, a, a pitch and then... Grabbing his arm. You're writhing in pain. Because he cancer. had can- he had cancer. Mm-hmm. That one was horrific when he snapped his arm. Horrific. Uh, the- Eisman. Well, that was not a freak injury. He was an injury. That's because Lawrence Taylor fell on him, right? Went to tackle him and snapped his leg. So I, I threw out the Dravecki card. Is there anything else that's even close to that kind of freak injury? Uh, Leslie Frazier tearing his ACL when the Bears were up by a billion in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Returning a punt. Yeah. That was a bad one. But those are like in the heat of the moment. Derrick Rose making a move at the United Center. Oh, oh Derrick Rose. Yeah. But this one, oh boy, just running onto the field. Down he went. You remember the story in the week, too, that the Niners were upset that their practice field at UNLV was soft. They were trying to find another option because they, they didn't like the field they were practicing on. Any blame go to that for Dre Greenlaw blowing his Achilles just running onto the field? I wouldn't think so. It wasn't that field. It was You're talking about a practice facility. I wouldn't think it had anything to do with it. I heard Canty try to make that parallel this morning on Sportsman Like 5 to 7 on ESPN 1000. I, that was a head-scratcher for me. When I heard him say that, it's like, okay, so you practice on one field. You've been playing on the field of play at the Super Bowl, and now you get injured? I don't, I didn't see the parallel. Maybe yeah. something I'm missing. Yeah, I don't see a parallel. Because he already was playing on it before that injury occurred. That wasn't like at the beginning of the game. Right? It, yeah. It was, it, was, it, it was like late first quarter, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I didn't. I heard that. I didn't. I thought that was a disconnect. I could be wrong about that, but I didn't think. I didn't think so. I think Achilles injuries, especially, are just totally freakish. Like I have a friend who tore his Achilles walking down his porch steps. Oh. It just pops. Like it's one of those freaky yeah, injuries that, that can just pop. Me. <clears throat> that's brutal. Jeez. All right. What else do we have? Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Elected in overtime is a big conversation to take the football. They won the coin toss. They took the ball first, despite the fact both teams get a guaranteed possession. His explanation was, we wanted the ball third with a chance to go win the game in sudden death. Shot or no shot, this was a mistake. Uh, Shot. Absolutely. Especially what Chris Jones said, because Shanahan was getting questioned, and he said, well, we thought if we got a field goal and they get a field goal, we get the ball back sudden death and we're going to win. We're going to take it down and beat them. And Chris Jones said, um, if they got a touchdown and an extra point on us and we got the touchdown back, we were going for two. So Shanahan's logic would never have worked out. They would have gotten a stop and won the Super Bowl or given up two and lost. His analytics department was right there for him, Cap. It was. The buzz down to the tower. Yeah. If we get the ball, if we, if we win the coin flip, we take the ball first. Yeah. Analytics. Because, because that's what it is. It's what you just laid out. It, we're going to play for sudden death. No, you play for the victory if you can. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will not buy that Shanahan did not understand the overtime rules. I can't buy it, Cal. I just, I, he's too smart of a, a coach not to understand how things have changed. Well, he knew the rules because he said after, we, we, we thought 
we'll kick the field goal, we'll stop them, or we'll, they'll kick a field goal, and then we'll get the ball back in sudden death. He knew exactly. I just, I just want to clarify that because that's, that's out in the ether this morning, you know. Yeah. That Shanahan was too dumb to understand that the overtime rules have changed. Yeah, no, no, no. He knew. I think he just had a lot of faith in his defense. He thought they would score first, and then the defense would stop him, and that's game. And Chiefs at that point were one for five on red zone possessions. You figure we can hold them to a field goal. Problem is, you really think Patrick Mahomes is going to go one for six? You give him that many tries, and now it's an overtime. This is his moment. I mean, you saw what happened, right? He goes, F it. I'm going to run this football and put us in a position to, to win. You saw what happened. Like, in that scenario, I think Romo might have brought this up in the broadcast. It's like nothing against Pacheco or Rice or Watson, or some of these other guys on this football team, or Vandel, uh, Valdez, Scantling, Kelsey, but I, I got to put it on my shoulders to at least set us up to be able to score. You put, I mean, you saw him running with the football. That's what happened. Yeah, Nick Bose was looking around like, like, wait, wait, wait. How did that happen? Yeah, sorry. Scrambles for the first down. And Bosa was amazing last night. Yep, yep. So was Karloftis. I that gave that out on <laughs> the air. <laughs> yeah, and when he recovered the... The fumble? Yeah. I'm yelling at my friends, George and Guff, and I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Now get me a sack or sack and a half. I got a shot at a MVP here. I thought of watching last night while I saw Karloftis with that big play. I'm like, here we go. Karloftis getting his, his beak in there. That was good. It's great. <laughs> I saw that. He had a half a sack, I think they gave him, mm-hmm. and they gave him the fumble recovery. I'm like, oh, man. We have, Not to be. We've got Around the NFL, the Super Bowl overreactions edition of Around the NFL. That's coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on our Twitch channel. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? It's time to look around the National Football League right here on Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We're with you until 10 o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3. Waddle and Sylvie will cross talk with Carmen and Yurko at 2.30 as they go until 6.30. Black and Abdallah, 6.30 to 8. Followed by uh, game night with Q Myers on ESPN 1000. Around the NFL. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, overreactions to the Super Bowl last night. The first one is Patrick Mahomes related. This guy's going to win more than seven Super Bowls. He's going to pass Tom Brady. I, the second half of his career would have to be such a clown car disaster to not surpass Brady. It's just going to happen. Like, I'm resigned to the fact this guy might win eight Super Bowls. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not. He's at three. I'm not going to go to eight Super Bowls yet. I'm not. Surprise, surprise. It's the most violent sport. Smokey. Get out of there, Smoke. The the coach is not, probably not going to be there for the rest of his career. We'll see. Settle down. I'm not telling you he's not going to win another. But I'm eight. Yeah, five more. We'll I mean, see. But, Let it but happen. That, like, that's my point, though. You said it's a violent league. 
somebody falling on him a la whoever fell on Joe Theismann would not would be a part of like clown car disaster. It would have to be such an absolute unexpected horrible disaster for him to not pass Tom Brady. You know, it's since you've given him the stamp and many others have given him the stamp Shay of you know, the greats of all time, the best quarterback that you've seen, he doesn't have to surpass Brady to get there. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to win eight to be the GOAT. Jay Moore. What happens if he doesn't win another one? Like, this is just it. Is he still considered the GOAT or your thoughts? So if he retired right now. Yeah. I'm no, done. He still played, but he just didn't get there. Never got there. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers with his one. It'd be a discussion, man. It would. If he played another 12, 15 years and never won another one? Yeah, there would be people that said, nope, I got to go with Tom. It would certainly stain his legacy if he doesn't win again. I I just love Tom Brady. This is why I I stop short of saying that Mahomes is the greatest I've ever seen at the quarterback position because, again, I'm an 80s kid that saw some of the all-time greats. And, by the way, Mahomes and Brady passed both of those, all those quarterbacks. Think about who we saw, Cap. Think who we saw at the quarterback position. Montana and Fouts and Elway and Plunkett and Moon and and all these great quarterbacks. I mean, Brady and Mahomes passed up all those guys. Will he win eight? No, I don't think he'll win eight Super Bowls. What I'll say is that throwing the football, being able to harness that offense, I just think that I haven't seen anything quite like what Mahomes can bring. And this is saying with Tom Brady in the same conversation. And Tom, by the way, not a system quarterback. He, he won more with less than I've ever seen at the quarterback position. That's why I still give Brady his flowers. Where, where's those elite wide receivers he worked with? He had one. He had Randy Moss, who they gave up a fourth-round pick to get you know, late in his career. He also had Gronk. He had Gronk at tight end, no question about it. Where's those elite wide receivers that he had over the, over the years to win a championship? I just, I, I just will not turn a blind eye to, to Brady's greatness, but Mahomes is, to me, right there in that same conversation. Eight, no, but boy, the greatness is right there. I mean, they're in the, they're in the midst of a dynasty. It, it's just great to watch. I love watching greatness like this, Shay. To your point about the talent, too, Hoodie, like this is the year that really sold me on it. I said last year he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. This year I'll elevate him to greatest because, to your point, there were no elite wide receivers on this team. Nope. Where's his Randy Moss? Where's his Tyreek Hill? He had yes. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sky, Sky Moore was on this team. They had Kadarius Tony, healthy scratched because he's a looney tune. And Cole Hardman catches the game-winning pass. Jay, Jay Moore sheepishly comes in with, well, Julian, Julian Edelman was good. He was. He was decent. He was really yard good. receiver and a yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Yes. Had, had no other choice. Just do your job, quarterback. But that's it. That's all he had. He didn't really have much, like you said. (laughs) Hey, listen, man. Julian Edelman, uh, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. That's an elite lacrosse team. (laughs) And they said, okay, win with that, Tom. Okay, I will. Now, what else? Welker was solid. Edelman was solid. But star? No, they didn't have that. All right. What else is on your overreaction list, sir? Uh, Just an Add on to this quickly. Chiefs plus 450 to win the Super Bowl next year. Last summer in the preseason, they were plus 600. The summer before that, when they also won, they were plus 1020. This is the best bet in sports. 
It's going to be plus money every year. You got like a, basically a 50-50 shot. You just bet the, bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl plus money every year. Uh, as for Kyle Shanahan, guy just fabulous coach. Cinderella turns back into a pumpkin when they get to the big game. I, I thought taking the ball was a mistake. What I thought was worse was kicking the field goal. Fourth and four, you get down into that territory. You know you're giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, and your goal in taking the football was to get the third possession. You can't kick a field goal. Yeah, I disagree there. Fourth and four. If I had Mahomes as my quarterback, all right, you want to make that argument? I'll, uh, I could. You could convince me. It's Brock Purdy. They've been struggling. The Chiefs' defense is really, really good. If he doesn't kick the field goal, now all Kansas City needs is a field goal with a guy who just banged one through from 57. It's amazing. It's yeah. a record. Yeah, no. I'm kicking the field goal there. And Shea, my defense has got to do better than it did. Shay, think about it. You don't trust Purdy in that spot. It's not about whether or not I trust him. It's about I'm giving the ball to Patrick Mahomes. And oh, like the defense has to do better. They got him to fourth down. It's just Patrick Mahomes was there. I feel like when you're if you take the ball, you know you're giving it to Mahomes, and you know you're resting your chances on a third possession and a try at it to win the game. You got to go for a touchdown. You got to assume it's like when the, when a dealer flips a face card in blackjack. You have to assume the other card's a ten. You got to gamble. Yeah, I disagree. He had to kick the field goal there. He should have taken the shouldn't have taken the ball at the start. That's correct. That's one. But Purdy in that spot, though, is not getting that touchdown. Third quarter, he should not have gone seven consecutive passes and get away from Christian McCaffrey running the football. Thought that was bad. And until he wins one, stop anointing this guy as football Jesus on the sideline. He's blown three 10-point leads in the Super Bowl because he forgets to run the damn thing. But he has a bouquet, though. How about football Moses? Mm, yeah, I can't go. <laughs> his rod and his staff will comfort you. That's it. Yeah, but but not uh-huh. enough. But not enough though. He's not great, enough. He's a great coach. Yeah, he is. But well, he's not won the ring. Sorry. Closer to a, a fantastic offensive coordinator versus being head coach. Keep your keep your beak out of the book. Yeah, there's some strategy you got to think of from your gut. Yeah. I think Andy Reid is, is about analytics. I mean, that guy, he, he uses it, but he's got his own thoughts. That's my point. Use analytics. All right, what are we thinking here? Here's what the number. You know what? My gut being doing this for however many years he's done it, decades, tells me this. That's my problem with the idiocy of, nope, we're going all analytics here. That's stupid. I just, Shanahan makes no sense to me in these big moments. I don't even think it's an analytics issue. It's just like... I texted you in the thir- start of the third quarter, and you brought it up, seven straight passes. I mean, you, you have a 10-3 lead to start the third quarter. You get the ball back after a wild interception, just a terrible decision by Patrick Mahomes. You go three and out. All three plays were passes. One of them ended up counting as a rush because it was a scramble from Brock Purdy, but it was a pass concept. You get 10-6, get the ball back again, three and out, three straight passes. And you- I'm like, run the effing ball. It's, yeah. Every time you give it to McCaffrey, you're getting positive yards. You're making a difference in the game. Run the ball. You have the lead. It makes no sense. And then my problem is you're going to be so aggressive with a lead that you're throwing the football that much. And then on fourth and four in overtime, knowing Mahomes is on the other side, you get conservative with the field goal. Yeah. Why do you pick and choose your moments? Either be aggressive or be conservative. 
Yeah, Kansas City, by the way, you want to keep them on the sidelines, their offense on the sidelines as much as possible. What's your hurry? It's the third quarter. Run the football. Take time off the clock. Matriculate the ball down the field. Get uh, pretty comfortable. And then score. I, I mean, that's, that's as simplest, basic form as I could tell you, Cap. You that Ultimately, you want to keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Yes. You? I mean, that's – and then how you do that, you run the football. Correct. So I just, I just thought it was very odd. Can you sneak in one more, sir? Got one more? Yeah, Steve Spagnuolo last night I thought was absolutely fantastic. And it's another time now. I've already seen it on some websites. His name's going to be in head coaching circuits again next season. I, I I don't think Spags should be a head coach again. I think he's perfect right where he is. He should Jim Schwartz this. Be one of the highest paid defensive coordinators. He's one of the best. I thought blitzing Trent McDuffie on that third and six to force a field goal from the Niners was Brilliant. I mean, you talk about having stones. He was not going to, he's not going to even try to get a head coaching job again. He's 66 years old. I just saw it this morning, Cap, on a couple websites. Spag should get a head coaching chance again. Mm-mm. I don't think so. No. You are perfect right where you are. Yeah. I'm paying him millions of dollars. He's got a great unit. Just go. I can make the case that the distinguishing characteristic of Kansas City outside of Mahomes and his will is the defense. Is that, that to me, more times than that, when we talk about the Chiefs, it's about how strong their defense was in big spots, especially in the playoffs. I mean, yes, we can bash their receivers and, and Travis Kelsey for dropping the football, but their defense has been stout. If you didn't believe during a regular season, I will give you the Ravens game. Holy smokes. How about that? How about that? Uh, you're, you're, you're a four-and-a-half-point underdog, and the defense came to play, and they bottled up Lamar Jackson in a big way. So I... I I think that that stands out more so than anything else. Mahomes is one, but 1A definitely is that defense. I love what they were able to do to slow down the opposition. Really good. And if I'm Spagnuolo, you know, I am the head coach of my defense. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. I keep getting rings. I keep getting, making big money, and I love the group I coach. Coming up next, Chicago Bears, you are on the clock. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. The 8 a.m. hour brought to you by the wonderful people at the Village of Bolingbrook. Elevate your business at bbolingbrook.com. The Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs' third win in five seasons. Third Super Bowl MVP for Patrick Mahomes tying Joe Montana, the former Niner great, who was in the building watching that game. Chicago Marathon winner Kelvin Kiptum, who broke the world record for fastest time in last year's Chicago Marathon, passed away. Latest reports are it was a car accident in Kenya over the weekend. He was just 24 years of age. Horrible. And after doing nothing at the trade deadline, Bulls went on the road to Orlando, lost in overtime on Saturday night, 114-108. Franz Wagner, who the Magic selected with a pick from the Bulls in the Nikola Vucevic trade, at 36 points in the game. Bulls in Atlanta to get the Hawks tonight. Take that, J-Mo. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Come on, let me hear it. Here we go. Captain Jay Hood. Dak. 
Weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000. And streaming on the ESPN Chicago app, 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Hope that you're going to have a great Monday. You know, the problem is, Cap, don't have my glasses on. I cannot find Dak. I I see Omaha. Ah, oh, well. I like my other one. Jay Moore's. He promises he's going to make me a ringtone. I have it. Here we go. There we go. I oh, want that for my ringtone. That's right. Come on, Jay Moore. Jay Moore, there's no future in your front. Come on now. Don't do that. I got you, Cap. <laughs> you told me that three weeks ago. I've been waiting for it. Here we go. Here we go. Can you imagine that in my ringtone? My wife will be like, what is that? All right. Here we go. Jay Moore, I got you. Ready? Three. Ready. Two. Hold on. Here we go. All right, get that off the uh, off the app. There you go. Nice That's and it. clean. Nice and clean. Get it. Get it for yourself, Cap. Right. There. Nice That's and clean. Be my ringtone. <laughs> three one two three three two three seven seven six. I know you saw it online, like I did, Cap. Now that we're done with the football season. Yep. Sad for some others. We can move on. The Bears are on the clock. So here we go. As Dak Prescott says. The Bears are on the clock. And so all the footballs aside, now we focus 70, how many? 73, 74 days before we get to the draft. Cap, the Bears have some decisions to make. 73 days. 73 days. So, Cap, between now and the draft, will the Bears make a deal for Justin Fields? Oh, yes. I absolutely believe that. It will not happen on draft day. No, I believe he'll be traded before... Free agency. Yeah, it seems like how polls does his business. Well, way, he, way ahead, right? Yes, and everything I've read about that topic is he's there's not as much internal love for Justin around the league as there is externally, fans, media, etc. There will be some teams that will take him. Sure, it'd be an upgrade over what they have, but if he lets free agency go by. Teams are like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to get this Fields kid. Uh, we'll we'll take that guy in free agency. So Kirk Cousins lands somewhere. That's one team. Ryan Tannehill lands somewhere. That's another team off the board. So what they're what they're going to do, I don't know. Why did a guy just walk into our building with a Carolina Panthers helmet? I don't know. I, I'm like, he's pointing at it at me. He's going to put it on his head. A Carolina Panthers helmet. He's in a suit. <laughs> I don't, I don't wow. see so, everything. It's a very unusual building. There's a lot so, of stuff's going on around here. So my point is you can't let the chairs start getting filled up and then go, we would have had interest in fields if you were willing to talk. Tra-. I think he moves them before free agency. Some would ask, and I know that you've been getting this and I've been getting this as well, about why there's so much conversation around the Bears. I explained this when you were out to, to Dion Miller. I said, I have people on my text chain. I have people that work in the business like you have friends that work in the business in different markets that are all wondering from Las Vegas to New York, from Tampa, Florida to Seattle. They all want to know like what the Bears are doing. And this is what happens when you've got the world by the balls and you're Ryan Poles because you have the number one pick. Everybody wants to know what's happening at the top of the draft. What are the Bears going to do? This is why it's intriguing. It's not just here because we're Chicago Bears fans. Everyone wants to know. And it comes up in conversation. Here's what's interesting. Super Bowl Sunday, which we reviewed and we continue to review the Super Bowl. And want to get your thoughts about Patrick Mahomes, whether or not you think he's the GOAT or not. But even on Unsportsmanlike, the show that comes on before us, 5 to 7, 
somehow, some way, the Bears got into the conversation. Now, that's a national radio show right there yeah. that can do four hours wall-to-wall in the Super Bowl. Everything, the ups and downs, guests, everything else. But they brought the Bears in the conversation. That's correct. They didn't have to. They did not. But, but this is why it's intriguing. You guys talked to – everyone's talking about the Bears because everyone wants to know, just like last year. With the number one pick, what are the Bears going to do? Chris Canty took it upon himself just to talk about the Bears and the quarterback situation. Tell me if you agree. Listen. Chicago Bears, can we stop playing these games? Can we stop playing these games? We know that you're going to trade Justin Fields this offseason. Can we stop pretending like you're actually entertaining the idea of hanging on to Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback with your first top 10 pick this year? Like, can we, can we stop doing that? It's a quarterback-rich draft. We know you're taking Caleb Williams. You're taking Drake May or Jaden Daniels. We know you're taking one of the three, and it's probably going to be Caleb Williams, which means that Justin Fields ain't your guy. Why would you actually have Justin Fields in the building, potentially devaluing him due to injury or with him being benched only to trade him off in 2025? We know you're not exercising this $20 million fifth-year option, which is due in May. You've got to make that decision. So stop pretending like you're actually willing to hold on to Justin Fields and keep him with whatever quarterback that you take with the first overall pick. You're not doing that. Adam Schefter had the report out there this weekend that they are having the conversations internally. And what that sounds like to me is smoke to try to build leverage for Justin Fields and potentially get a first round pick for him. Don't know if that's going to happen. Not saying it won't. But what I do know is that you're not keeping Justin Fields beyond this offseason. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, come on. Stop playing with us. Stop I, playing I with us. I actually think they're doing the right thing. Because uh, they're, they're trying to drive up the price? Know, uh, no. Until they know that Caleb Williams is not going to ask to be somewhere else, you've got to keep that option open. Even if Caleb Williams does want to be somewhere else, you're taking a quarterback. Right. You're taking a quarterback. Like, you're not passing on Drake May or Jaden Daniels either. Like, you're taking a quarterback. That's not after C.J. Stroud. That just doesn't make sense. Like, I, I just, I'm over at Chicago Bears playing these games trying to pretend like just we know that you're taking a quarterback at the top of this year's draft. We know that's going to happen. Stop trying to sell us that you're willing to keep Justin Fields going into 2024. You're not. That's there from Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. I agree with Chris. They are not going to keep Justin Fields and have him here with Caleb Williams. They're just not going to. Maybe they're trying to drive a value, maybe. But they are not going to do that. It would be a sideshow, A. Please don't tell me, well, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is one of the ten greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's not what Justin Fields is. Damn! So, so, I'm being honest here. We could They're fill, getting a new quarterback. We could fill three hours of quarterback controversies that you and I have covered ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> for for decades. The correct. quarterback controversy. You are correct. So, but I, I don't, I don't phrase it the way Canty would phrase it. Taking that like the Chicago Bears are playing games. I don't know why you said that. It's not a game. It's a negotiation. They're trying to figure out what's the best deal. If they're trying to if they're trying to tra- trade Justin Fields, they're looking for the best deal possible. That's not games. The Bears are not playing games. What they're doing is if they feel like Caleb Williams is the guy, that they're going to go with Caleb Williams and they'll trade Justin Fields. But they're trying to find the best deal for him. I don't believe it's games. It's just negotiations. It's just it's football business. Correct. But uh, they could be trying to drive Justin's value. Well, I got to come correct because they may keep him. I want to pry him loose. 
I just don't think there's as much love in the game. That's what scouts tell us. Dude, teams don't love Justin like you guys love Justin. That's why you're drafting another quarterback. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Schefter also tweeted, and I sent this to you guys last night. Yep. Schefter said, hold on, let me make sure I get this right. Accuracy now. Accuracy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Schefter said, I would be surprised if the commanders would trade a haul to get to the number one pick. He said, I don't see it happening. He has a sobering update for Bears fans who are hoping the Washington Commanders are going to send a treasure trove of draft capital to move up one spot to get Caleb Williams. Quote, they're not inclined to give up whatever it's going to take to get to number one for the exact reason that Carolina did go up last year. Part of the reason Schefter believes the Commanders won't make a move is because of how much the Panthers struggled after sending DJ Moore to the Bears as part of the package to acquire the number one overall pick last season. Panthers are in a tough spot. They have no first-round pick. And Schefter believes the Commanders will stay at number two because of the backup options that will be available in the draft. Yeah, and I didn't expect the Commanders and Bears to make a deal. It's on the ta- it was on the table for us to talk about, but I didn't expect that. Me either. I didn't expect because Caleb, I'm going to take Caleb Williams because not only he's the best, but he's from Washington, D.C., in that area. Right. Well, no, that's not the reason why you do that. They're not going to go. Uh, somebody was tweeting at me this weekend. Uh, as for Deron Payne, Terry McLaurin, the second pick to go to one, and then I want your next two number ones. I'm like, that's not going to happen. No. They're not going to bankrupt their team just to get the kid. They're not. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-3776 our phone number. Talking to you about the Bears beyond the clock. What happens with the Chicago Bears at the, as far as the draft pick is concerned? And also Justin Fields. Controversy over one of the most popular Super Bowl prop bets took place yesterday. We'll get to that and your calls still to come on the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap'n J. Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. You know, what's interesting is when you're listening to Cap'n J. Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app, it's when you have a bet in place, Cap, and there's controversy in the bet, you know, with these apps that we are on, whether it's ESPN Bet or DraftKings or MGM, these are faceless people on the other side of that app. It's just like it's the numbers, you win or you lose, whatever. But when you get into conversations, you're the first person that I encountered that had to have conversations at times with who's on the other side of the app about a controversy in the bet. Huh? That becomes a little freaky because it's like, oh, there's someone that's standing by, operator standing by just in case your bet right. did not go through, cash out, controversy in the game, stuff like that. Yeah, I had that when I had a like a big same game parlay. It was like fifty to one, mm-hmm. and I hit it. The money was literally in my account, and four minutes later they pulled it out. I'm like, "Whoa, what do you mean?" Because I had the great Chase Claypool when he was a Steeler, yeah, for over thirty eight and a half yards. He he didn't catch a pass on the last play of the game. Trubisky threw a pass to whoever it was, Deontay Johnson, I think. The game's ending. It's the last play. They're deep in their own end. He laterals it back to Claypool, and the ball gets fumbled around. They charge Claypool with a loss of four yards. Even though he didn't catch the pass, he finished at 38. Half a yard. 
They took the money out of my account. I immediately went, no, 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 you guys got that wrong. He (laughs) didn't catch the pass. Right. They're like, sorry, that's the way the official scorer scored it. You lose. So the same thing here with the uh, national anthem yesterday, the Mm Star-Spangled Banner, Mm -hmm. with Reba McIntyre. Now, I did not watch it live. You know, I was coming back from UIC's victory against Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing it in the car on Westwood One. Yes. I didn't, I didn't time it because I'm just, I'm just driving. I'm listening. And I hear the vocal up and down. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. But, Shay, what, did, what was the final tally on that uh, Star Spangled Banner? Well, it's controversial because there is an issue with it. She sang The Brave twice at the end. Now, I've heard from a friend who was in the building, the reason she did it was because the flyover wasn't timed properly. So she had to extend the anthem to hit the flyover. She sang the brave the first time, and if it counts at the end of that one, it went under. But with the second brave added on, it went over. So it created a lot of problems for books. MGM took bets on this in Nevada. They had to pay both sides. If you bet the over, you won. If you bet the under, you also won. <laughs> Off- offshore books, depending on the wording, like some of them said, from the first word to when the singer finishes brave the first time, that gets paid out. Okay. But if it was first note to last note, you uh, lost on the under. Did we not just say this on Friday if they do the extended remix and they right. can mess it, the bet up? It would, go, it would go over. I said it, it, I said it was going to go over. I go to my to DraftKings and it just voided. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, we can't determine whether or not and brave and brave is, is, is the over or not. So here's your money back. Well, that's not good enough. Right. It's like, you know, it's k- kissing your sister with the tie. Shay was all over the under. All yeah. over it. I mean, but I, but I also feel like I lost because I got nothing from it. Nothing. And, and to me, that's over 90 seconds. Was it not? It was. Depends what brave counts. <laughs> Wait a it minute. Does. I, had to get, I got in a fight with um, my bookie last night because... See? It initially got graded as a loss, and I went and looked at it, and I said, hey, wait a second. It's first word to last word. That's last word of the song, not some word she adds on to the end of the song. And I'm texting with them. I'm like, it cruised under with the last word of the song. And because I was annoying, I got the grade flipped. That's good. So there you go. See? Sometimes it pays off to fight with these people. See, that's, that's what I like. Because they're just like IT people. You believe that you're right, but they have the power on the other side because they're the one holding your money in your account. Correct. It's, it's a little scary, too, by the way. It is. <laughs> they got all your information. You don't know if there's a guy in a black hat, shadowy basement someplace. Correct. Sounds seems weird because you know it's nameless, faceless. You don't know their name, and so at least Shay was able to wear him down and got his money. Yeah, never worked so hard for twenty five bucks in his life. <laughs> but it's his twenty five though. It was a little bit more than twenty five, you know. <laughs> so mine's is voided, which is fine. Still took Kansas City in the under and felt good. God bless. Also, the overtime, and we'll get we'll talk more about. It, I'm sure in the nine o'clock hour where they. The, the Niners yeah. elected to take the football. Yeah. You said a little bit ago, I wonder if Shanahan didn't know the rules. Yeah. Well, multiple San Francisco players, when interviewed after the game, said, we were not aware the overtime rules were different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. And strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team at all this week. Andy Reid? Chris Jones said Andy Reid walked us through all the rule changes and said if we 
are on defense first and they score a touchdown and kick the extra point, if we come back down and get a touchdown, we're going for two. Win or lose, the Super Bowl, right there. Defensive lineman of the Niners, Eric Armstead, said, I learned of the details of the postseason rule change when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout before overtime started. Kyle Juszczyk said he assumed the Niners asked to receive when they won the coin toss because that's what we did in the regular season, where a touchdown wins the game. I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy, said Juszczyk. That is as indicting on Kyle Shanahan as anything that went on last night. How in the H do you not have your team prepared? Andy Reid's going through it in practice all week, and you don't have your guys even know the rule? Oh. And you don't have the time to go through the tutorial on the sidelines when overtime occurs. Correct. You have no time. You're like, hey, guys, let's huddle up, huddle up. Now, with the overtime rules, you don't have time for that. That should already be baked in the bread, shouldn't it? That is embarrassing for Kyle Shanahan. Embarrassing. I'm, I still say that he knew but did not talk about it. Right. I think that that's something he didn't go over. And as a head coach, you have to go through everything. If there's something new in the league, you have to discuss it. As a basketball coach, if there's something new as far as basketball rules are concerned, you're going over it in practice. You're huddling up. You're in a circle. You're in film. And you're talking about it, aren't you? Yes. There's a guy here I thought that would be able to go through everything with a fine-tooth comb. Guess I was wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your call's reacting to the Super Bowl, and the Bears are on the clock. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Get the quarterback. Huh? Get the freaking quarterback right. Ooh, can we trade the pick and get this? Stop. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10.